I work from home and your office could be anywhere but there. 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. As always, you need to watch the show, not just listen to it. Two Guys Growing a Podcast presented by Manscaped, that code 2GUYS20, that's the number two, no, the word two, T-W-O, guys 20, as we your dog, the word two, guys 20, to get 20% off, you taking everything off downstairs. Uh, Valentine's Day has passed, St. Patty's Day with two D's is coming though. So your random random hookup day. One D looks really good for the 2D St. Patty Day. I have put Lord? a shamrock on my body. Oh, so when they're like, oh, Thanks you're not wearing any green, you're like, hey, oh, yeah, I am. Right. What is your favorite St. Patty's Day t-shirt you've ever had? An awkward morning beats a boring night. Okay. Mine, I had a, a shirt once. It was like a baseball shirt, you know, like it was a white front and then green sleeves. Mm-hmm. And it had a chicken on it. And the chicken oh, was my. green. And my shirt said, I'm so Irish, even my cock is green. I believe we were in Nashville for we that. Sure, got a lot of love. Kept stopping you. Yep. Awesome. I think one old man was so just like loving it that he actually took a picture of your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Not right. even like with you or anything. Just, just like, the shirt. Let me take a picture of your shirt. Right. Paige? Yeah, I have one that says kiss me, I'm Irish. But other than that, oh. which is actually true. Paige, do you have any Irish in you? Yes, I do. You want oh. some more? Oh, oh <laughs> I walked right into it. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Damn wow. it. It's like the oldest joke, joke in the book. I'm oh, sorry. I just... Okay. It's third grade material. It is. It's old, but it third works. Third grade? No. <laughs> Second, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Third grade. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, let's Lord. get into this craziness. I have a cord thing going. Let's just get into the craziness of this show. Uh, we will have for you today an interview with Milton Williams, Defensive tackle from Louisiana Tech, part of our series from Exos in Frisco, Texas. So hang around. That'll be at the end of the show. We're going to talk some wide receiver rankings today. You know, that's going to get wild. Receivers. Yeah, because I'm cheating. start with what are you doing, Paige? I've got a series cord thing going on here. I'm not really sure what's happening. <laughs> you guys in your cord. Baker's UFO is in Paige's house, apparently. It is. It is. I don't, I don't even want to. I'm not ready to start there. Let's go with Russell Wilson. Who we'll just talk until Paige figures out her court issue, Mello. Russell Wilson has said that he's not trying to leave Seattle. He's not asked for a trade. But if he were traded, he would go to these four teams. Now Seattle is saying, we're not shopping Russell Wilson, but we're taking calls. I used the analogy today of my house is on the market, but I'm not planning to move. But if it sells, it sells. You know, it's like, oh, we'll just put it out there. And if somebody buys it, we'll move. That's I don't want a divorce, but if these three people called, like, maybe. It's like my car analogy from last week. Yeah. When you know you're trading your car and you start looking at new ones. I think what's getting really interesting with the Russell Wilson thing, though, is that, like, the Seahawks are now like, yeah, okay, we'll take calls. Calls. We'll answer. We'll pick it up and we'll see what's going on. Even the Texans are still like, absolutely not. There's no way in hell we will do anything with Deshaun Watson. 
and the Seahawks are fielding calls. I know it was it was reported a little bit Thursday afternoon that maybe they were even making their own calls. I think that got refuted, but I do think that there's some unhappiness there on the Seahawks side of things to where they are listening to offers and taking calls on Russell Wilson. Yeah, I know a couple months ago or weeks ago when it came out that he wasn't very happy that he had been tackled or sorry, sacked 394 times. Mm-hmm. I kind of just brushed it to the side and thought like, well, this isn't not, it's not real. It's not going to leave Seattle. He might leave Seattle before Deshaun Watson leaves Houston. Yeah. That that's like a serious reality right now. It's, it's unbelievable because we literally have joked on this podcast when that first came out, it was like, Oh, he just said that he's just saying it. It'll get better. It's fine. But then there, there's also like more and more that keeps coming out, like that he's stormed out of meetings that he's been upset about things before. And you know what? Like, especially now, because I think Russ has always been seen as a guy who like, isn't going to make waves and isn't really going to cause problems. And is like a good guy on and off the field. But at some point, like, the nature of this business is going to change because like you have to be able to say, Hey, I'm unhappy. I would like change. This needs to happen. And like, just because you've had good years with someone doesn't mean that it needs to last forever, which I'm sure you two can attest to. (laughs) Right. Uh, I will say that like everyone's a good guy until they're tired of being taken advantage of. Like everybody has a line and I feel like Russ has probably been pushed to his. And I know there are reports that like, Oh, Seattle's pissed at Russ for handling things this way. He's tired of getting hit. He's tired of this revolving door of bad offensive coordinators. And also, why does why is it not okay for him to be pissed? Like, it I th- like that's the thing is like it should be fine for guys to be like, hey, I'm unhappy. Like when you're unhappy in your job, you express it to your manager. Obviously, in a way that it's different because it's like the communication is a lot different. Your manager isn't as accessible, but hopefully, to your franchise quarterback, you would be. But not to Deshaun Watson. So or, that's the kind of thing. Or. or you quit, start your own company, and go to the competition. All right, all right, all right, all right. Easy. <laughs> Russell us, Wilson Football League. Right, right. Some I'm of a us. Big, big fan of Any Given Sunday, you know, at uh-huh. the end where Al Pacino takes Willie Beeman. Expansion team in the Expansion NFL. Team. I like it. Right. Or there's that new fan controlled football league that I have no idea what it's all about. But you get to like vote on the plays that they run. I hear that there's. Another football league. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't checked it out yet. Anyway, right, so guys. that was my dig of the day. All right. Speaking of football, guys, I guess we're talking about our first football memories. Yeah, I saw it trending on Twitter <laughs> earlier on Thursday, and I was I wondering. I thought this was Paige. What oh, your and first... I'm going to win. For, I'm going to win both of you, by the way. But it's what is your first football memory? So it's not like a sappy, what's your favorite? No, it, no, no. This like, is... Let's date it back to what is the first time you remember watching football 1989 san francisco 49ers over the denver broncos 55 10 in the super bowl that was very specific oh i've rewatched it since (laughs) so okay there was an the exact play i think it was jerry rice running a slant route and getting loose and me being like what is this like i like this because our older brothers were like oh like they were so excited and i was like what is happening like this is the most beautiful thing i've ever seen in my life and so I've rewatched the game a lot since then, but it's tough for me because obviously I was in the same home as you. Football was on TV ever since I was born. You guys were just always constantly watching it. So I, I don't even really remember what my first memory is. I know that I was a, a fan of the Dallas Cowboys before I could remember like my first memory. I probably was walking around with a football as a toddler, but I, I my early days of like kind of remembering Joe Montana and Steve Young and like the debacle there on who's going to start, who's not going to, I don't, I don't know if it was 
the Super Bowl or what it was, but it was definitely the Steve Young, Joe Montana dilemma. And I'm going to correct myself before someone comes at me. It was January of 1990. It was the 1989 season. I wasn't so. even born yet. Um, just to put that into perspective for you. Um, I, okay, so I don't really remember the first time I like watched football or anything like that. Cause kind of like Milo, I grew up, that was just, sports were always on. But one of my first memories of getting to go to a football game. So my dad's best friend from childhood, his name is Louis Aguiar and he played for the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> and they were playing the Raiders and I got to meet Rich Gannon and he said I was cute when I was little. And that was like one of my first like memories is I remember being like so excited that I got to meet, I had no idea who he was at the time, but yeah. So Rich Gannon said I was cute. So shout out him. Okay. That's, that's pretty, pretty cool. good. I told you. That's a good one. I didn't go to my first NFL game until I was in high school, like a sophomore. It was a uh, Chiefs Jets, Chad yep. Pennington at quarterback, I was, right? I was spoiled because, like I said, my dad's best friend from childhood was Louie. And um, I got to go to Jerry Rice's last game as a 49er, too. That was pretty cool. And go on the field. You mean trailed Owen's best game ever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I knew very you cool. were going to go there. Yeah. And like 20 catches that day. Yeah. Matt loves to talk about I it. I don't. It, reminisce. it upsets me to this day. I'm like I'm now doubting if that was my actual first football memory. I'm sure you could see me sitting here being like, I don't was that it? It's at least the most like it's the one that stands out the most. If it wasn't the first, it's the one that has been the most lasting. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I feel like I can the weird thing is, like, do I remember the Bengals Niner Super Bowl or have I seen it so many times that I think I remember it? Yeah. That always That's happens to part. me too. Where I'm like, do I remember that from rewatching it or do I remember it from like actually watching right. it? You know? Well, yeah, speaking of things a, we're not sure that we saw. <laughs> well, we're getting a better Ow. transition. And also my sound thing, I think, got better. So maybe the aliens left. Yeah, um, Baker tweeted that him and his wife saw a UFO. Let me just say, well, first, do you guys believe in aliens? No. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I believe there's life besides us. I don't know if That's Baker saw a UFO. But, so, um, like, for aliens, like, I don't think that there are these big creatures walking around with a weird-shaped head. Heads and big like, eyeballs. Yeah, Mars, I agree. But can I, I do think that there's probably something living that is probably tiny on some planet somewhere. I was going to say, I'm sorry to be that guy. The word alien needs defined before I can actually answer. Do I believe in UFOs? Well, I believe in the fact that there are unidentified objects. I don't think that... <laughs> Space life has created aircrafts and they are coming to Earth. No, I don't believe that. It'd be Do absolutely terrifying if in the vastness of the universe there could be another planet that has some form of life, life, whether it's intelligent or not. Well, of course, that's a possibility. You'd be an idiot to say, nope, not possible. It's not in my Bible. Like, you'd be an idiot to say that that's not the case, right? But, like, no, I don't believe that Baker and Emily saw. You know, something from Mars being like, oh, you landed your rover? Watch this shit. We're going to Did land. you think like, he was no. doing it to just get attention? I don't think he needs I don't to think do that. So. I, I think he saw something and tweeted it. I think everybody knows, like, We've had our disagreements. I, I'm not a big fan of Baker Mayfield, but I don't, I don't think that he was putting it out there as false. Like, he barely even tweets anymore. I don't follow I him, but I well, even went through his Twitter today. And like, he doesn't tweet a whole lot. So I think he probably actually saw something. I don't think it was a UFO, but he probably saw something. It's a weather balloon. So the best part yeah. about this whole debacle was that everyone knew that today Colin Cowherd would have something to say yeah. about Baker seeing yep. a UFO. And sure uh, enough, he did. He was like, 
be in there watching film. I don't need my quarterback watching or seeing UFOs and all this stuff. And honestly, I think their beef is making them both significant money. So I think they should just agree to like every couple weeks, like come up with something for them to be like disagreeing about or right. for him to slam Baker about so that they could just keep being relevant because it is it is all over Twitter today, that video of him talking about it and people knew that it was going to happen and it makes them both relevant. So I, I think... Thing. Yeah, Big can't identify a safety unless he's got play action to help him. Oh. So I don't know how the hell he can identify a UFO, right? Oh. I don't know how, right? <laughs> Best quarterback in the NFL play action, like the worst without it. So by the way, as saying. we started talking about this, my little like tech issue went wrong again. I don't know. Maybe the aliens are back. Maybe, maybe, maybe so. Gonna have to put on our aluminum foil helmets here. <laughs> our guy, Big Country, kind of blew my mind earlier today when we were talking about this. Oh, Lord. Uh, it said that it's terrifying either way you think about it. We either have this vast universe and there's absolutely nothing out there and we're either the only life. That scares me. Or we have this vast universe and there's actually other living things out there. Either way, it's all fucked up. My mind is completely blown as well. That's unless so... you're like, <laughs> I guess Matt's unless always got something. Are... Unless, unless you're religious, if you believe in like Christianity or any other religion that believes in creation, well, then you're like, okay, it, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm not saying I believe in any of that stuff. I'm just saying I can understand. Yeah, but I do, and it's still like, it creeps me out. The you fact know, that there might be nothing or there might be something. Either way, it's just weird. No, it's well said. It's true. It's true. No, that's that's a deep thought. You know what else Matt doesn't totally believe in? Mac Jones. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not. That's <laughs> pretty true. QB5. I mean, I mean, I just right. needed to get it out there because um, Mac is just all of a sudden. We started with the Zach Wilson hype that was just blown up and and talked about for days on end and now we are the mac train is just continuing to go and it's full steam ahead guys i mean let me just say this when people ask me what i want in a relationship or in a significant other i would love the love and support that mac gets from his wide receivers from any man that is what i would love I just want to throw I that out there. I thought you were going to say Mac Jones was like your type, like, Paige. Come right. on. No. Do better. No. Be right. better. Right? No. Um, here's the thing. I feel like, and I'm a huge part of this industry, you know, like, I'm, I've played it as much as anybody. Wow. I didn't mean for that to sound like you did. Clip that out. I'm just going to leave now. I, I have one of the core pillars right. of this entire industry. I mean, <laughs> part of this industry you guys so i know all right, right go ahead matt we all feed into like the hype of draft stock it doesn't truly exist in the way that we portray it it's just that teams are watching film and they're talking to people in the media so folks like myself hear from teams yeah. hey we like mac jones the other side of this is that now is the time when we are the least busy so we actually have time to watch film you know, it's so like yesterday I did a segment and Dan Orlovsky was talking about, I watched Mac Jones film. Oh my God, he's amazing. Well, during the NFL season, Dan has a job. He watches NFL tape. He's not breaking down draft prospects. So there's also the side of it of a lot of people are getting caught up right. on tape. Yeah. I'm still getting caught up on tape. You know I mean? I've tried to explain to people, I cannot watch 500 prospects live. In one Saturday, yeah. On the microphone. You can't do it. And so you do try to get caught up. And you, there was a lot of talk Mac Jones might not have declared. 
And then it was like, oh, he he's declaring. He's going to the Senior Bowl. So I know that I was like, I'm going to wait till the Senior Bowl to try to watch actual tape on him. So then you get, you get caught up on guys. So there's a lot of the – it's not that Mac Jones has done anything the last three weeks to help or hurt himself. We're just getting caught up to where he is. And I apologize for everything I said before that. <laughs> I, I think it's right, though. I think a lot of people are getting kind of caught up. Even we talked to Kelvin Joseph this week, and he had high praises for Mac Jones. So I don't even think it's just these receivers coming out and saying, like, no, like he's a good quarterback. There's a little bit of merit to it. And I do think a lot of people are finally catching up to this guy can actually play. He can throw the football pretty damn well. He can make really good decisions. May I add, that stuff actually matters to me. When Kelvin Joseph talks about how good Mac Jones was or when yeah. like I, the wide receivers doing it doesn't matter as much to yes. me because I think like they're always going to go with the, the hot hand, right? Or the guy who it helps him by them boosting him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think Tua being a little older, like Judy and Ruggs were his guys. You know, like that's understandable. Right. But when... I've talked to a couple DBs now who are like, I'm like, who's the toughest guy you played? And they'll be like, Mac Jones. Like, really? Like, really? Yes. Without a doubt. I think like one of the biggest things that like when you watched college football just live, I know going back and watching it is different, but like one of the things I think people didn't realize is how strong of an arm he actually has. Like I, that was one thing that I was shocked by because of course we were stuck with this like game manager thing. We were thinking, okay, accuracy, maybe not so much because of the people that he's throwing to and things like that. But as you watch it, I mean, I honestly, I understand it. Um, But I do think that there has to be like, I mean, there has to be some form of group chat where they're like, okay, guys, now that we know that uh, Devontae got asked this, everybody else is going to get asked this. They know it's going to come up. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? Max, our guy, because he's being drafted this year, this doesn't affect Tua in any way. So like, hey, Tua, it's all good. Like in the group chat is kind of what I think is happening. Not really. I'm just pretending. But I'd like to think Solidarity. that that's happening. But that would just be like a really cool thing to have like that support. And I, I don't think it's like – just them hyping him up for no reason. I do think there's some credibility to it. But like you said, I definitely think after hearing other guys who have played against him and played on other teams say that he's one of the better quarterbacks they saw in the SEC, then, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, and what's I don't know if you guys caught my appearance on NFL Live oh, on uh, Wednesday. We got to get those in. But I actually said, he he's like, to me, Mac Jones is Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield. Like, he's one of those quarterbacks. If you're okay with that, Cool. You can win with that type of quarterback. You know who is okay with that? Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Yes. I know. Have New fun. mock draft came out today. Check it out. See where Mac Jones goes. Think you'll be surprised. 31 to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that he drops kid, that far. Her all oh, done. has trades in your mock, though. So clearly the Chiefs have traded up. To They've traded up. We've seen them do it before. Mm-hmm. So, guys, with all this conversation, I actually saw a, a graphic. I think it was Fox Sports that said, at the end of the day, which draft class will have a better career in terms of quarterback? The draft class from last year, so Tua, Hertz, Herbert, and Burrow, or this year, Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, and Jones. The disrespect for Trey Lance is really, really difficult to stomach here. And Kyle Trask. I think this year, I do. And you guys know I loved Joe Burrow. Loved Joe Burrow. Trevor Lawrence is a better prospect. Uh, I, no, no, yep, no, but I mean, yep, like, for the whole class, I think Herbert and Burrow together just, like, outweigh the rest of it. So, I... I guess, are we doing revisionist history? Because no one would have thought that before the 2020 draft. No one thought Justin Herbert was going to no, be as good no, as No, no, I'm was. just saying, like, when it's all said and done, okay. when it's all said and done, we're going to know that Herbert and Burrow are both solid quarterbacks. Okay. 
I was and maybe basing it Tua. off where I had them before the draft. Um, I still no, would no, take no. this year. I still would take 2021. Interesting. I would take last year's actually. Yeah. And like you said, like revisionist history, all that. Uh, I think what I saw out of Justin Herbert completely blew my mind. I still think Joe Burrow can be amazing coming off the ACL surgery. I think he looks really good. You get some help around him. And I think that with Tua and Hurts, it's still kind of up in the air. I I have a lot of doubts about this quarterback class, though. I don't know that it is as great as everybody thinks that it is. I do think Trevor Lawrence. I'm also just like (laughs) so worried for them because I feel like the ex like we have conversations about quarterbacks every year. And like, I mean, they've said on that show, NFL live, I think you've heard of it on ESPN. um, I think it was Dan that said like, you only get like one or two good quarterbacks a year. And we have like maybe Mm -hmm. five right now in the NFL total. So like the odds are against these guys. And I'm almost like super nervous. I'm so 2018, five guys. were drafted in the first round. Two are exceptional. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. One is pretty good at Baker Mayfield. One is terrible in Josh Rosen. And one is like, maybe could be fixed. Yeah, but like, the way knows? that people are talking about this quarterback class, like people are comparing Mac Jones to Tom Brady. They're like, he has Tom Brady tendencies. Well, and Trevor Lawrence is like a once in a generation guy. So I think my thing yeah. is just like, I feel like the bar is being set very, very high, specifically for Mac Jones, for Zach Wilson even. I mean, people were comparing him to Pat. Um, and then Trevor Lawrence is our once in a generation guy. I don't think that the, so, the hype was that way for Herbert and Burrow, even for the people that were right. super high on them. I took this question as which will be better, not which has more hype, though. So, like, the, hype, the, the expectations, no, these guys cannot live up to that. But their production can be better than last year's. No, I That's was just saying – I no, I was just clarifying why yeah. I'm nervous for this group because I feel like the expectations are excessively high for them. You know what other expectations are excessively high? I aliens yep. and this light starts flashing. <laughs> yeah, but – leave now. Notice it, too. Okay. Our technology Sorry, is not God. great. Um, <laughs> something I also have really high expectations for that I've been a little disappointed in is Matt's suit game on ESPN. And I just wanted to have a discussion. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for dressing up. I'm proud of you for dressing up. But can we get like a pop? Can we get like a pop of color? There are rules. There are rules. Yeah, oh, like you rules? can't just wear gray and black. There are rules. Everyone are... knows that's a fashion faux pas. Right. No, there are actual rules that I have but to you, follow. And okay, as the new I watch... guy, I'm not trying to mess that up. Okay, well. So, like, there are people who are, like, pushing the envelope. And I was specifically told, like, there are some people, like this person and that person, who are kind of getting away with some things. I wouldn't that try that just to. yet. Okay, you need so, to be funny. so that guy. was an unfair comment. No. And I'm sorry. That was too harsh. Maybe next also, time I'll be. My former stylist at my former job told me to stay away from certain colors. So I need to be a navy. Because you're pale, yeah. A gray, because I'm pale and I'm, I have a reddish tint. I'm very German-Irish. Yeah. Very. Same. Yep. So I can't, you know, I can't wear yellows and reds and pinks. Like, I, I need to stick to, like, navy, black. I mean, you maroon. can always, like, spray tan. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just it wanted to see work. your guys' reaction. I tried. No, Wait, no, you really only, tried? I tried. A couple years ago, we were going to Florida. I was like, I'm going to hit that tanning bed at the gym so my little white ass doesn't burn in Florida. Guess what? My little white ass got like a second degree fucking burn. I don't tan anymore. I'm wearing yeah, a white shirt. Yeah, I meant shirt. like a spray tan, what, like, not like a tanning bed. Because tanning beds are hard for... <laughs> I don't know. Lord. Oh, Lord. Well, I'm no, sorry. I mean, maybe. Maybe. I need to I need to hit that up. I, I will direct you to my assistant. You okay. have her number. Okay. So. I will text her and we will find a spray tan place right. for you. And you can get it for when I come visit. Next week? Next week. Okay. 
Oh, that's right. Next week, we will be at Boulevard, March 12th. Save up for that Drinking one. Drinking those wheat 100, so I'm going to have enough of them that I can start to like Paige again. <laughs> I'm very excited, though. We're going to be doing our radio show, mic'd up from there. Uh, Kristen and Paige are going to hang out on the patio and day drink while we work. Gang, Rough gang. Life. And then, uh, then we're going to hang out. So if you uh, feel like socially distancing and being safe, come hang out. We'll be on the we'll be on the patio at Boulevard next Friday. Don't come out if you feel sick. Circle I feel like we almost have this thing whipped. Yeah, don't be a don't, dick. Don't do that to me. Like I, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I can feel it. The road is going to let 10,000 people into Kaufman April 1st. Don't mess that up I was me. just going to say, I, we didn't put in the rundown, but I wanted to say congratulations on the official announcement of the fact that you can go to a Royals game. Very excited. Hoping it sounds like, like California is going to come on board too, though, and allow people at games. Right. You guys, if I can go to a baseball game... I honestly might cry. That's I'm not being dramatic. Like, I think you will. Yeah, yeah, you guys know me well enough to know that I cry at <laughs> things like that. I honestly will sob, especially if I've had a few drinks. They play the National Anthem that first game back at Kaufman. I'm crying. I don't care. I'm crying in my mask. <laughs> right. Just, it doubles as a hanky. You get a baseball hat on, some sunglasses, a mask. No, no one can tell. No one knows who you are anyway. Ooh. Look at that. Perks. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, especially because Matt's so famous now. But we are going to take a break and then come back and talk wide receivers. <laughs> All right, guys, we're back and we're going to break down receivers. We feel like the quarterbacks are a little bit overplayed and we're going to dig deeper into the receiver group where we thought there would be some discrepancies. Uh, but Paige, I'm going to kick it to you. Let's let you go first. Top five receivers in the 2021 NFL draft class. Well, I'm honored because I noticed that someone copied my list. And look, I know some people on this podcast get paid the big bucks to talk about draft stuff. But you know what? Maybe I'm learning something from him. Who knows? Um, I'm going to go with... It's a real what? Cheryl Yost moment. <laughs> <laughs> Taking all the credit. Um, wide receiver one for me. Jamar Chase. Um, I think a lot of people have been um, discussing Jamar and Devontae and debating back and forth, but I think all of us can agree that he is wide receiver one. Yes. I would agree with yeah. that. That's who I have at wide receiver one as well. I think that the physical traits are just too much. Right? He's a guy who I've said many times, Matt, I know you have too. He's six foot tall. He plays like he's at least six two. Honestly, before I knew how big he was, just watching him play in 2019, it feels like it's been forever now. I really thought he was going to come in at like six two or six three. Same. 215, 220. Yeah. That's not the case. But you know, if you can play that big, it doesn't really matter what your measurables are. When you go back to the tape, it backs up what we're seeing. So for me, it's Jamar Chase. I wish we would have got to see him play in 2020. I wish that about a lot of guys. I wish we would have had a combine for him, but he's yeah. still wide receiver one for me. So I think with Jamar Chase, the thing that we're not talking about enough, uh, to Melo's point, we always talk about the size. Man, he's physically dominant. He, he posts guys up. He boxes out. He's great on, you know, he's great on breaking routes. Let's talk about the burst. Watch this man on a real route, wheel route. Excuse me, just smoking people left and right. His burst is what to me separates him from a Devonte Smith. He's thirty pounds heavier, and his burst is just exceptional. So he is a little bit shorter. But he's, he's 205, 210 pounds. And I think his his first step quickness is, or first step power is probably the best in the, the wide receiver class. So that's why, to me, he's wide receiver one. And it's it's proven against some really good, good corners. Yeah. And obviously Smith as well. And I did want to mention, like, just because we all have Jamar Chase number one doesn't mean we hate 
Devontae Smith. That is I, very not true. The case at all. Thank you for really clarifying. Love Devontae Smith. Yeah, speaking of, he is wide receiver too for me and for you guys as well. Um, but I think one of the things that has been interesting is that, like, yes, we always say that Jamar Chase has the physical components on Devonte, but like in terms of watching tape and watching what Devonte Smith did, like you can evaluate him on that. And I think we're seeing more so that people are not getting so caught up in the size thing and are taking, you know, the players for what they're actually worth and what they're showing on tape and against players, as opposed to just like really focusing on that. Because again, Devonte showed us this year that, that even if you're a smaller guy, you can still be elite at that position and do incredible things on the field. So um, yeah, Devonte Smith is still wide receiver too. I do also want to say that Jamar Chase made the best decision by not coming back. Cause I feel like this would be a completely different conversation if he played for that LSU team in 2020, to be honest with you. With those bad quarterbacks or, you know, whatever you want to call them, young quarterbacks, bad quarterbacks, Her who wasn't quarterbacks. great at LSU. You. But yeah. even with Devontae Smith, one thing I love about him is you can't point to one thing and be like, this is what he's a lead at. And I know people hate that if you're a Devontae Smith fan. It's a compliment, though. He's so good at so many different things. Yes. And he just continues to win. It doesn't matter what corner you put on him or what you do to try to bracket coverage and anything. He will find a way to beat you, and it's a big compliment. I I think he's a Marvin Harrison-type receiver who is going to come into the NFL and be very good for a long time. And we're going to be looking back and saying, man, this kid who's 6'1", 175 pounds, Mm -hmm. is tearing up the NFL. Yeah, I think he's going to. I mean, I think you go look at Justin Jefferson and what he did last year coming out of LSU, what he did with the Minnesota Vikings uh, as a pretty similar. Now, Justin is bigger. He's 6'1", 203, but a similar type of receiver. To your point, like what is Devontae Smith elite at? His hands. I think he has the best hands in the class. I can remember interviewing uh, Jerry Judy last year at the uh, Super Bowl, actually, and was like, who had the best hands in the team? And he's like, oh, it was definitely Smitty. So who's the best route runner? Well, it's probably Smitty. It's like... <laughs> Kind of sounds like he might be the best receiver on the team, guys. So I I love Devontae Smith. Hell of a year. Deserved that Heisman. And again, just because you prefer Jamar Chase doesn't mean you don't like Devontae Devontae Smith. I do think that there will be teams that do, that are looking at these guys. And we'll see the way it shakes out in the NFL draft, which is exciting. But I do love not just these two receivers, but also the guy that we all three have at wide receiver three as well. Isn't it crazy how... Alabama is just so good, guys. It's just so weird. All of a sudden, they just They're have all good. these players that are so good. Uh, Jalen Waddell is wide receiver three for all of us. Um, guys, talk a little bit about who you think he reminds you of that's in the league already. Tyreek Hill. I mean, I don't know who else it would be. It. I talked to an Alabama coach who said it was the fastest 20 yards they've ever seen in person. And they had ever. Henry Ruggs. And they had Henry four. Ruggs. Yeah, and they've had shit. guys like Marlon Humphrey. They've had elite speed players at Alabama and they said fastest 20 yards I've ever seen in my life I know Chiefs fans get pissed when you compare someone to Tyreek Hill because they're like no that's our guy there's only one of him not (laughs) saying Jalen Waddle will be him I'm saying that's who he fucking reminds me of there's a difference he's a little bit lighter Tyreek Hill is is thicker in his frame and Waddle maybe is not quite as fast we'll never know because that neither player ran at a combine right but I just think the the burst the acceleration the ability to win as a route runner as well as a speed guy is what makes me really like him. And I think that there are very few guys with that level of speed in the NFL or guys that have come through even the college ranks. Uh, I mean, who do you look at? Guys that can run a 4-3 or lower. He's not John Ross. 
Yeah, so I think it leaves the kind of Tyreek Hill comp is one that's going to be similar until we see some of these guys like a Henry Ruggs or a Jalen Waddle hit, and then future guys that come through, we can start to kind of get a differentiation of what kind of receiver you are with that special speed. But as far as other receivers that we've seen in the NFL with his level of speed and athletic ability, it's a limited list. Right. Right. After Tyreek Hill, I mean, I'm struggling to think of any guys with that elite because level speed. he's not speed. John Ross. He's not Corey Coleman. Right. Like he's, not, he's more refined than those players. Mm-hmm. He's definitely going to take the top off a lot of defenses, that's for sure. And uh, to that point, I agree with you, but I think he's so much more than that, too. Okay? Oh, I, I think so, too. You know, it's like this is not a – it's not K.J. Hamler where you're like, well, he's going to be fast and then we'll figure it out. Like, I think he's a better all-around receiver than Henry Ruggs was. We just, it was I, a smaller sample I do, size. too. I've been a big fan of Jalen Waddle since he was a freshman. And I think that that special year with Tua in 2019, he was just the odd man out. I think they looked at it and said, oh, man, we have four really great receivers. Let's let these three veteran receivers on the field first. And then Waddle will get his time next year. And it sucks that he got hurt, but that was just a special group. I mean, he does not really have the production to warrant being a top 15 pick, but you know it was special and that he was just buried on a historically great right. receiver. Group. Yeah. I wish we could see them race. Ruggs ran a 4-2-7 at the combine, and that was kind of a disappointment. So I really wish we could see them line it up. Yep. That would be so, so fun. I, just that I whole... remember the video Go ahead, Mella. of the receivers running the 4 by one and it looked like an Olympic track team. Oh my God, that video! Like Devontae Smith video. was running like a four-four out there, and he looked. No offense, again, I have him as wide receiver too. He looked remarkably slower than the other guys. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and he's not. Right. <laughs> he's well, not slow. The real conversation starts at four, though. Yes, like the we top find... three. Like you can, you can kind of shake those three up, like, and it's a preference thing, right? Yeah, for most people. At four, I think it's where things get interesting. Yep. Do you want to start us off, Paige, Matt? would you like to? No, I would I love gonna, to go. I know. That's why I asked. I can see I your face. A, you all know I was a Florida fan all college football season, right? Whoa, you did you hear it. that accent? I was a Florida fan that entire season. A, that's the Missouri that comes out. I got to get back my ESPN voice. It's got jorts on today. Right? Yeah, exactly. Let me show off my tattoos, take some teeth out. Anyway, I was a Florida fan all season long, as you guys know. Kadarius Tony, one of my favorite players in college football. We did a My Guys episode. He was on my list. So I have him at wide receiver four. I think he is a Stephon Diggs-type wide receiver who oh, is I going like to that. be a very good route runner on underneath, intermediate. Let's get him the ball on jet sweeps, bubble screens. Like Just put the ball in his hands. I don't know that he's very straight line fast, but I feel like he's very sudden. He has the agility to go side to side. Uh, the stop start is there. So I love Kadarius Tony. He is a top 20 player for me, and he's my wide receiver for. Who is the player you comp to? Stephon Diggs. Yeah, that, that is a good one. I do like it. Thank with you. Kadarius Tony, I know watching him early on in Florida, uh, he was a gadgety receiver who uh, a lot of people didn't even know if he could play receiver. He was playing a little bit of running back, too. I, I also like Kadarius Tony. Paige, I'll let you talk about him. No, it's okay. I was going to – I mean, Matt took everything, obviously, because he he took my list and everything and all my notes. No, I'm totally kidding. Uh, no, I picked him as 4-2, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just because I was listening to Matt all year long, and you guys are very influential, and I really don't love that. Um, no, but just watching him against – I mean, again, I just realized this, too. Everyone that I picked on my list, spoiler alert, is from the SEC, and I just realized <laughs> that. Oh, I was shit, like, same. Wow, okay. <laughs> but, like, again, because you're seeing them play, you, like – you almost it's the trust – 
this. Yeah, you, you're trusting yeah. the the defense that is being played in that conference and are like, oh, okay, well, they're they're seeing, even if it's not the best team, even if it's like a Kentucky or a Vanderbilt, maybe not Vanderbilt, but like you're still seeing them play against good guys. And so I think anything, right. and and also I'm not as high on Kyle Trask as, as Matt is. And I think that, that he did make him look a little bit better along with Kyle Pitts, so. That's why he is wide receiver for me. But Mello, you were the the odd man out on this odd one. Odd man out on the black sheep per usual. I still really like Rashad Bateman, and he is wide receiver four for me. Uh, the size is a little bit different from what we're seeing with these other five receivers that we have up here. At 6'2", 210, he looks like a giant compared to everybody else in this class. Yeah, at least actually, that's the top that's part of it. And if there's, I know there was some speculation about his 40 time. He comes out and he runs a 4.37, self-reported that one. I don't know if he's that fast, but if he can get anywhere near that, that's going to be special. I, I don't think he plays that fast on the field, no. but I do think he's a really good route runner and he's really good after the catch. And I'm really looking forward to seeing where he goes. I think he's a guy who could go in the first round. I think when you look at the Baltimore Ravens and what they want, what they could target, if you get a guy like Rashad Bateman there, I think they snatch him up in a hurry. Uh, so I know that Matt doesn't love Minnesota wide receivers, but I still continue to support them. I, I like Rashad Bateman. He is my he, my wide receiver six. He just doesn't make the cut for me. Here's a stat. I'm not a big analytics guy, but here's something that doesn't correlate to me. Self-reports a 437. Okay, 35% of his yards were from Yak, which is incredibly low. So, like, the numbers don't mm-hmm. match up. If you're that fast, you're not getting yards after the catch. Why Why not? So, that's where I – that's where you have to go back to the film and be like, okay, what's different here? Why do these two things not line up? Yeah. No, that's fair. Okay. All right. Page, our number five receiver, Elijah Moore, Ole Miss. I – every time I watch Elijah Moore play – he is on the least talented team of any of these we're going to talk about today, by far. Yeah. And he's playing against the best competition possible in the SEC. And he was always making plays. Like, you cannot watch Ole Miss play and not find, like, three to five plays where you're like, shit. Like, did you see him do that? Like, it, he and Kadarius Tony are the two guys where I'm like, every every time I watch them play, you're just having fun because they're making things happen. He's not very big. He's 5'9", to be like 185 pounds, maybe. But, but he is so electric. Yeah, and he's good at, like, creating space between him and the defense. Like, he is – and also, like, imagine playing in an offense like that where, like, he's extremely versatile. Like, he is not someone where, like, you're – you can use him in, in a number of different ways, even though he's not that big. I still think the fact that he played for Lane Kiffin obviously made him look really good. But, like you said, watching him play was electric. I did struggle between – keeping him in here or the other more, but I think um, a healthy Rondell Moore would have made my list, but I, I did have guys, we did the the guys that we love in this draft class, and I did um, pick Elijah Moore as well, so he's somebody that I've been pretty high on, and I think it's, like you said, you're, you're playing against the best in the country in the SEC, and man, did I go to Alabama twice, and now I have SEC bias, so caught right. it like the fucking flu, so right. um, yeah, wow. that, I did. Swear jar. Yeah, that's Oop. the first one in a really long time, actually. Yeah. And for me, wide receiver five was also Kadarius Tony, who Matt and Paige had at wide receiver four. Uh, I do really like him. I think he can be a complete receiver. I just like Bateman's size a little bit better. And I think we'll see late round one, if it's a team like Green Bay, they would prefer Bateman over Elijah Moore or Rondale Moore. So I think some of it goes to team fit. Like, yeah, you know, we're, we're not like Philly tried this last year with Rager over Jefferson. It was obviously a terrible pick, 
Mm-hmm. But I do think, like, as someone who does a lot of mock drafts, when you start to run through these scenarios, like, I could see Bateman drafted ahead of some of these guys. Yeah, I think Packers fans are also still one, two, ten. Packers you know? fans are also still pissed about Jefferson. So, um, but Packers yeah, fans I, stay pissed. Yeah, well, and they won a lot. I don't know why they are, but um, I do think that like after the top three, it is kind of like a all right, whatever fits best for you in that sense, and like what you're comfortable taking because like we we talked about earlier, like those top three are like one A, B, and C for a lot of teams just in terms of talent. I think that they can all be almost immediate difference makers. Like kind of like we saw with the last year's class. I think yeah. we have those top three guys. It's like, okay, these are the top three. They're going to go in some order. We don't really know, but they're going to be special. And then we'll see some guys at the back of the first round with a Kadarius, Tony Bateman more. And, and I bet one of those guys lands on a great team and has a huge season, just like we saw out of Jefferson. I mean, do you want to do a tattoo bet that Kadarius, Tony goes top 20? No, because I think he will. It's worth a shot. Mm-hmm. It's worth a shot. Okay, we get our guy Milton Williams, who ran a four six one on his clock at the Exos Pro Day. We get to talk to him about college and food and forty times. It's a good one. So stick around for that, and then we will talk to you guys Monday morning. Can't wait. We'll have another surprise interview for you. All right, we have with us the star of the Exos Pro Day. Milton Williams. Milton, I was sitting uh, with, with my guy Mello here. We were having a little brunch on Saturday, and I started getting all these texts. It was like, have you seen these numbers? I'm like, I don't. what are you guys talking about? Milton Williams, Louisiana Tech, 6'3", 286, solid, right? He's, we see him. He's solid right now. <laughs> this man ran a 4.63 in the 40-yard dash. Look at Paige's face. Oh you ran gosh. a 4.63. <laughs> Not only that, a 35-inch vert, 32 bench reps. What the hell? What are they feeding you down here, man? Man, I don't know, man. Exos, uh, like I said, man, they just they get the best out of you, man. And we we come over here and we and we work. Uh, I know me coming from coming from a small school. Uh, just talking talking to my agent when he asked me like where I want to work out at and stuff, and I was like, where are the where are the top guys? Where are the top guys going? He said all the top guys they go to Exos. So I was like, all right, I want to go to Exos go to Exos and try to compete with those guys and try to, like, get my name out there that way. So just me coming in and competing, I think that's what really just set me up. And I was really, like, before before it all happened, I was really, like, nervous before the event because, like, throughout the whole training process, a lot of people don't notice, but I, I'm still in, in school. I'm still, oh, wow. I still, I'm still in twelve enrolled in twelve hours classes. Oh my gosh! So I've, I've still been having like I leave train to have to go home and do homework and kind of be up late trying to study for tests and exams. Like Friday when a, when our uh, combine started, I had a um, I had a test at eight, then I had a presentation at eleven. <laughs> oh my god! The combine started at twelve, <laughs> so I had my mind focused on that first, and I was like, okay, all right, let me calm down then i had to ask my teacher could i like leave the class early because i gotta i gotta go get warmed up and try to make sure i'm ready so just i don't know i really don't know i kind of surprised myself a little bit but i think it all i think it all worked out in the end so yeah. i'm looking at your times it looks like you got warmed up the teacher was okay with you leaving class yeah she said uh she said she said uh yeah just uh just go ahead and uh, handle your business because she know that i was in training Good. and stuff because i had to tell her like some days i wouldn't be able to make it because it's like like yeah. my schedule is too tight so she was understanding, and I appreciate her for that. 
What is it that you're getting your degree in? Uh, sociology. Okay. Sociology. Major. So you're not even getting an easy degree. <laughs> no. This is not basket weaving. This no. is this hard <laughs> stuff. You really got to pay attention because, like I said, on the tests and stuff, you really got to study like the certain sociologists that we're going over to be able to explain what they've done and how they help people as in their lives. So, yeah. And while being a student, you also have been really, really productive on the football field for Louisiana Tech. Like you said, a little bit of a smaller school compared to some of the guys who are here, but mm -hmm. uh, ten and a half sacks over the last two years. What type of feedback were you getting uh, when you when you left Louisiana Tech as far as what the NFL sees you as? Um, coming out, they were where was they were saying? Well, he he was a, he was a pretty good player, but why did he decide to come out? And my answer to that was just since since little league, it's always been a dream just to play just to play in the NFL, and I feel like the season I had was productive enough to where I would be able to compare myself to all the D tackles in the draft, which now that my numbers out, I don't, I feel like, I don't think no other D tackle in this class going to be able to, going to be able to top my numbers. So I feel like I set myself apart in, in, in that part. So. With that four, six in the 40, is anybody talking about maybe playing outside a little bit too? That's what, that's why, because I'm a, I was a DN but as I as I start working out more, and I just um, the like uh, the scheme kind of changed at my school, so they right. were asking me to like put on a couple more pounds to to play inside. So uh, my redshirt sophomore year, we were in a three man front defense, and the defensive coordinator came to me and was like, "Well, we need you to put on a couple more pounds so we can we can play this three man front." So I was about two sixty five then, so I got up to two seventy five, and then over the. Uh, over the, the summer, like for the next season, um, we didn't really have any D tackles. So that was like, man, we're gonna need you to put on a little bit more weight. So uh, that off season, uh, I know COVID hit. So mm -hmm. I was working out uh, in one of my neighbor's private gyms and I was just working out and just, I got bigger. I got up to 285 and I played at 285 the whole season. So I had that experience of being able to play Outside, because I was playing when I first got to uh, Louisiana Tech, I was playing stand up in. Right. So I, I still had it. I still had the same speed as you can see. I still had the same speed, <laughs> no but joke. I'm 290 now. So. Yeah. So you're getting your degree, prepping for the draft. Mm -hmm. What's something you're most proud of from your career in life so far? I know the the NFL is always the the end goal for most guys, but just curious, what you're you're most proud of? Man, just being able to. To, to push through adversity. Like I said, like going through all that and I just felt like not saying like it was easy, but I just felt like it was kind of not saying anybody was doing it on purpose, but trying to make it kind of difficult on me because mm -hmm. I didn't want to take classes. I wanted to really just strictly focus on training, mm -hmm. but that, that wasn't an option. I had to, I had to stay in school. So I think my, my ability just to, just to push through adversity and, and really just like I was I was just talking to my sister I was like man everything is really just falling into place for me and I, I thank God for that and everything is really going the way the way that I wanted to even with this, all the stuff I had to go through so I think just pushing through adversity is what I'm most proud of well and that's like a big thing when you even like for my job where we like try to evaluate draft prospects like okay like what adversity have they gone through like what what pushed them to get to where they are now and for you like 
do you feel like there's a chip on your shoulder being the small school guy with, you know, I mean, like Jamar Chase is here from LSU, yeah. you know, and like it, Tevin Jenkins is here from Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. and you have an opportunity to show that you belong with the best. Most definitely. Man, since since high school, I wasn't – coming out of high school, I, had, I was a two-star recruit. I had two major offers, uh, Louisiana Tech and Tulsa. I went to Louisiana Tech and committed. And just from that, just being a two-star high school recruit, I, it was a chip on my shoulder ever since then. Even when I got to Louisiana Tech, uh, I was redshirted the next season. I was a redshirt freshman. I wasn't really getting any playing time. So I tried to get on special teams. Tried to get on special teams. I didn't get on special teams. So it really kind of just made me work even harder, just constantly watching film, asking coach, how can I get better? And just just taking taking my game to the next level. And coming to, like I said, coming to Exos, they told me that's where all the top guys go. So I want to go where where all the top guys go and, and, and see if I can keep up or if they can keep up with me. They Clearly. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly so. You've done a good job. I'm going to ask you a stupid question here, though. I'm looking at your results from your combine. You have to pick one event that I could beat you at. What's it going to be? I told you it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> one event you could beat me at. Uh-huh. It's probably not the 40. You probably... Not the 40. (laughs) (laughs) Is like, would you count the measurements as as an event? Yeah, sure. You might weigh more than me. (laughs) (laughs) That'd that'd probably be the only thing. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That'd probably be the only thing. Yeah, I'll take it. Oh, my gosh. All right. You're not turning into 4'6"? You were at... Four six three. I think I'm like four six four. So I, I'm a little confused on that because <laughs> Brent Brent Calloway, we we, we uh-huh. time ourselves uh, on a, uh, the electric the electric yeah. timer. So as soon as you cross, the time stop. Yep. He marked me a four six one. Oh. The hand timers got me a four six three. So. Oh. So we gotta do update I, those. Oh. Do I want to go by the electric four six one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or the four six three. Well, but when they put it, no human error, right? Exactly. Yeah. So they put it in the four six three. I was like, uh, yeah, well, it's still know. a four six, but four six one. Four six one. That's almost a four nine or four five. Four five nine. So. Right. That's and important. that'll really be like, right. Open some. Eyes, are you so. gonna do a pro day or any? Yeah. Are you gonna run the forty again? I'm gonna do it again. You're gonna yeah. do it again. Yes. I'm gonna do it again because <laughs> my thing is. A lot of people don't think it was real. Mm-hmm. And I've seen of, a lot of people kind of disputing this stuff. A lot of people questioning, like, I'm not, I'm not scared. I, so I'm gonna just go, go out there. Yes, I love that mentality. I'm gonna go out there and, and do it again. I gotta do everything I just did this past weekend. I'm gonna do the same thing in my yeah. pro day. I'm probably gonna run even faster with. I was gonna say no test or no presentation to do. You right? <laughs> probably yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I had, exactly. Look, right. <laughs> I had a test this morning at eight too. <laughs> My class, my class is in tomorrow because uh, I'm on the quarter system. So my class yeah. is in tomorrow. Okay, I was gonna say you need to sync with your teacher and just be like, look, yeah. pro day, kind of a big day. <laughs> I'm gonna need the day off. That's I know you don't. I don't want special treatment, but I'm just saying like this is that, kind that, of a big deal. That's why I say I was so appreciative of her letting me like once like once I, my group did to her presentation, she let me leave early. So I got over a little early, got my stretching in, warmed up, got my got my mind right, and I was ready to go. Milton, I, it's my turn for a weird question. If you could only eat three foods for the rest of your life, what would they be? My favorite food is, is uh, barbecue ribs. That's my favorite food. 
you gotta be. Do it gotta be specific? No, like chicken. You, you be general. Oh, I need okay, I, I need saying. chicken for like chicken nuggets, hot wings, mm-hmm. barbecue Variety. chicken. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. get a, I can get a lot of stuff out of that. And ooh, ooh, that's tough. That's tough. I probably I might have to throw in like a vegetable to keep it healthy. So probably like <laughs> right. some broccoli or some green the, beans. Everyone's giving us the same answer of like. I'm training now. <laughs> so I got to throw in a vegetable. Yeah. yeah I got to yeah. be healthy. Mm-hmm. Right? No, I like it. I like it. What will your NFL draft day be? You know, three days. You're going to be stressed out like crazy, I'm sure. What's your plan for the draft? Just be with my family, man. I'm a, I'm a big family guy. Uh, I have a real close family. Uh, I got a twin sister named Mia. I got an older sister, uh, Michelle. And my mom and dad been married for 27 years. Wow. So we we're a tight family, and that's who I want to be with on on the, on the day that I finally reach that goal that I'm that I'm trying to get to. So. See, I mean, I know I'm not big on uh, NFL teams; are not asking my opinion. But if you have an older sister or a sister, you're usually a pretty stand up dude. So right. I'm, if I'm an NFL team, I'm evaluating you on that. But um, stock if you, up, right? Yeah, stock up for me right now. Um, what you could pick any team you could go to. Who did you refer when you were a kid? Where would you want to end up? It's a funny story. <laughs> so, I like funny stories. You know, you know, when we're, when we're young, we we play a lot of video games, right? Yeah. So, Madden 07 came out. Y'all know who on the cover of Madden 07? Mike Was Vick? that the Vic here? Sean Alexander. Oh. oh running yeah. back for Seattle. So, since since that day, since mm-hmm. since I got that game and just playing that game, like, Seattle has been my favorite team since. There are so, so many, many Seattle fans. fans. I think it's a generational thing. <laughs> and I, yeah. That hurts my feelings because I'm a Niners fan and so is Matt. Kind so, of. I mean, I wish someone would say the Niners. But, no, I, that, I, it makes sense. It totally makes sense. Yeah. And that's cool that you have that, though, because some people, like, they're born into it or their mm-hmm. parents are a fan of a team or they just don't have one. They just love football. And it's cool that you have that kind of to go back on. And, yeah. hey, you never know. It could happen. I do cool. think, though, that, that the uniform helps. So like yeah. Those colors are so good. Yeah, I like. I like once I once I start playing the game, and then like I just kind of start like really getting into football and just following the NFL. And like I remember when they drafted Bobby Wagner and mm-hmm. Russell Wilson and Marshawn Lynch, and yeah, I just I remember they had one of the top defenses, and yeah, the, the Seattle has always been been one of my favorite teams. I like the 49ers, too, though. Okay, Okay. cool. No, I can't hate on Marshawn because he's an Oakland guy. And he's a big oh, yeah. guy, so I love Marshawn. I can't even dispute that. Yeah, I that. like Marshawn, too. He's so cool. I would idolize him, too. Right. <laughs> Is there a defensive player that you look at and you're like, man, that's my guy? Y'all know what I'm going to say. Man. Aaron Donald. Man. Look. Right? You're about the same size. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. You're taller. Aaron Donald, he's probably going to go down as one of, one of the best to ever do it. And coming in – Coming into uh, my pro day, I was like, "Who can I? Who can I compare my numbers to? What I think I'm gonna do?" So I look up Aaron Donald numbers, and, and they're pretty close. And I said, <laughs> and that was my goal since day one. I want to be as close to his numbers, if not better, as possible. Because remember when he came out. He ran four six eight. I know that for a fact. He ran four six eight. <laughs> I was and, just trying to look it up. <laughs> and, and they were saying, well, he's he, he's a good rotational player. He's a fourth fifth round pick. He went in the first round. He the one defensive player of the year three times. Mm-hmm. Where are all those people at? Is talking about he he uh, he a good rotational player at now? 
they're being very quiet. <laughs> they're being very quiet. I, I look up. I look up to him. To, I look up to him the most because, like, he 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 was uh, undersized. I say he he don't have a length and all mm-hmm. that stuff, but he got that he got that dog in him. And going into the game, you gotta you have to game plan for him, or you ain't gonna be able to do nothing with your offense. So yeah, I love it. I love it. This has been a very fun interview. Milton, you're the man. Congrats on a, a great week so far. Appreciate it. Go study. Yeah. Yeah, get your homework done. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Go study up, and, and we'll be rooting for you, man. Appreciate right. you. Appreciate y'all having me.